Cultures may have lots in common, yet remember, two magnets with the same polarity do not stick together. They say that differences are dangerous, yet seven stripes on the same color will never make a rainbow. Don't be deceived by similarities, but don't focus too much on the differences. Devil is in the details. Same but different. Series aims to show what national cultures have in common, what makes them different, and how both the similarities and differences influence the way we do business. Ukraine's culture is also restrained, which means that a lot of people share the belief that they have to demonstrate serious and reserved demeanor to be perceived as professionals and to discuss solely work-related issues. On the one hand, Romanians are open and honest. On the other hand, Romanians are incredibly positive. Bluntness wins no friends in Romania. It's viewed as impolite, not as honest directness. When introducing changes and communicating them to Ukrainians, it is important to provide detailed reasons and the value those changes will bring. Ukrainians are used to the principles first approach, which means that why goes before what. So being more process-oriented is typical for both Romania and Ukraine. However, as we've already mentioned today, the culture of the industry people work is often prevails over the national culture. Welcome to another episode of Same But Different. The two countries we're talking about today are not only close geographically, but also belong to the same culture cluster called pyramid. High hierarchy, low individualism and high uncertainty avoidance are some of the distinguishing features the countries from this cluster share. Right. These cultures are characterized by formality and procedures, expert approach, top-down management. People respect what you inspect and are impressed by academic background and connections. The countries we're zooming in on today are Romania and Ukraine. But before we get down to exploring their similarities and differences, let us share some IT-related stats about both countries with you. Both Romania and Ukraine are in the top three countries by the number of software developers in Eastern Europe. The Ukrainian talent pool, which in 2022 numbered over 298,000 developers, has seen sustainable growth over the years with approximately 39,000 ICT and engineering grads joining every year. The number is just impressive. If you look at Romania, the technology sector has been experiencing steady growth as well, primarily fueled by a highly qualified workforce. Notably, the ICT sector contributes around 6.2% of the country's GDP. Romania's strong position as an outsourcing destination is evident from its ranking of the 30s in the Kerning Global Services Location Index 2023. SoftServe opened its office in Romania in May 2022. So while preparing for this podcast, we interviewed our colleagues from both Romania and Ukraine, and we are ready to share our findings with you. So let's explore them together and learn how to bridge possible cultural gaps. Yeah, let's start with small talk. You might have heard that small talk is not a done thing in Ukraine. 
I would say that it might be true and might be not, depending on the situation. In everyday life, Ukrainians are very unlikely to make small talk with strangers on public transport, standing in lines or being serviced by a shop assistant, unless it's a corner shop where you've been buying your groceries for ages and you know the shop assistant really well. Historically, Ukrainians are suspicious of strangers asking them personal questions, as during the communist rule, sharing such information could lead to dire consequences. But of course, when it comes to groups of people where everybody knows each other pretty well, for example, project teams, people willingly engage in small talk during social events or before the main part of the meeting. So if you're talking to a friend or an acquaintance, the question, how are you, might be taken too literally and you might get a detailed report of everything that's been going on in this person's life recently, often including a lot of complaints. But I guess people bond through grumbling in many other cultures as well. So unlike in English-speaking countries, the question, how are you, is not just a form of politeness that goes together with a greeting. Inessa, that resonates with me too well. What about small talk? in work-related situations. If we talk about client meetings, Ukrainians might be quite self-contained. On the one hand, it could be explained by the habit of being reserved around strangers in general, and especially with those of a higher rank, as Ukraine's culture is very hierarchical. In addition, Ukraine's culture is also restrained, which means that a lot of people share the belief that they have to demonstrate serious and reserved demeanor to be perceived as professionals and to discuss solely work-related issues. There is also an observation of Erin Mayer, the author of the famous book The Culture Map. She argues that in cultures where trust is task-based, small talk is an instrument to build this minimum necessary rapport to be able to start working together. In Ukraine's culture, trust is relationship-based, which means that work relationships build up more slowly over the longer term and making small talk is not enough for that. So why bother? Of course, the longer we work with people, the more comfortable we feel and the more we'll be ready to engage in small talk and share some personal information. Having said that, we shouldn't forget about people's individual preferences and communication styles. You shouldn't really take Ukrainians' unwillingness to make small talk as coldness, unfriendliness or arrogance. We just need some time to warm up and open up to people. Yulia, from my observations, attitude to small talk is something Ukraine shares with other East European countries. What about Romania? Is small talk an integral part of communication there? You know, Inessa, one comparison that is often made regarding the different ways people in certain regions and or countries communicate is whether the area is a peach culture or a coconut culture. Knowing which type of culture you are from and which one you are dealing with would help remove barriers and become a more competent communicator. People from pitch cultures are said to be soft on the outside, friendly to people they have just met, frequently smile at strangers, chat, share information or even share pictures. They are very nice and help, helpful to strangers. However, when you get past the initial friendliness, you see a very private self that they protect for a select few. This is the hard pit in the middle of the peach. People from coconut cultures are described as hard on the outside, rarely smile at a stranger, do not engage in conversations easily, 
do not talk about personal information with strangers, and mostly keep to themselves or stay with those close friends and family. These people may be neutral towards you for a long time. However, if you manage to break through the outer shell, they tend to become loyal friends who will accept you as family. One more thing which is important to mention here is that according to Ari Mayer, when considering the impact of cultural differences on your dealings with other people, what matters is not so much the absolute positioning of a person's culture on a particular scale, but rather their relative positioning in comparison to you. Cultural relativity, so-called. So answering your questions, Inessa, in comparison with Americans, East European countries and both Ukraine and Romania will refer to coconut culture. Although on a scale with Ukraine, Romania tends to be more peachy. Right. When it comes to comparing cultures, it's all relative. Yes. So in Romania, small talk has an important social function. Sometimes it could be small talk to strangers. If you're traveling around Romania, don't be surprised if the person next to you on the train or waiting with you at the bus stop asks you whether you are going and why. If you're meeting someone for the first time at a social gathering, it's likely that the Romanian will ask you personal details about your life. This is not considered to be rude, but this is how Romanians show interest in you. Business people exchange a lot of information too. Small talk is important because it's a sign of good manners and shows a willingness to get involved with the counterpart. Romanians are very observant and interested in anything that has to do with culture and general knowledge. So be prepared to share. Another aspect we will look in today is giving feedback. Inessa, what would you say about Ukrainians? The manner in which people from a certain country provide negative feedback is another dimension which helps us explore cultures and create strategies for effective communication. Erin Mayer, whom we've already mentioned today, places Ukraine closer to the direct end of the spectrum. What does it mean? It means that negative feedback is provided quite honestly and even bluntly and is not intertwined with positive messages. At school and universities and in some industries, negative feedback to an individual might be given in front of a group of their peers or colleagues. I believe that it lies in the educational system of the past when much less emphasis was put on praising and encouraging than correcting and criticizing. You know, Yula, it makes me think back of my school years, and I used to study really well. When I came home with a five, which was the highest grade at school until the year 2000, when a 12-point assessment scale was introduced in Ukraine, my dad would say something like, what's the big deal? Aren't you supposed to bring home such grades? So in my family, high performance was something that was expected and went without saying. And I know that for a lot of friends and colleagues of mine, this experience is very relatable. I believe that the emphasis on correcting and criticizing has resulted in two things at least. First, a lot of people have extremely high expectations of themselves, downplaying their achievements and nurturing their internal critics. A few colleagues from SoftServe I've talked to about feedback mentioned that they find negative feedback much more valuable 
as it helps them grow professionally and they don't find it discouraging at all. Secondly, people tend to put more emphasis on providing corrective feedback to others rather than praising them. And since Ukrainian culture is highly hierarchical, people at managerial positions might feel entitled to giving quite direct negative feedback to their subordinates. Yeah, that's true. So how to deal with a situation when you come from a more indirect negative feedback culture? When receiving direct negative feedback, I'd go along with Erin Mayer, who recommends not taking such messages personally, but as a sign of honesty, transparency, and respect for high professionalism of the receiver, who will be able to make the most of such negative feedback. Another thing worth mentioning is that Ukrainians might be really reserved when receiving positive feedback and praise, and we often feel that we need to share the credit with someone else, our team, our manager, and so on. Yula, do you prefer direct or indirect negative feedback? Thanks for asking. For me, now, while working with cultures and knowing the values that stand behind, as long as it's constructive one, so that I can grow and develop myself, both direct and indirect feedback would work. Inessa, I totally support what you've shared. Straightforwardness is what you can often hear while working with Ukrainians. The recent case we've bumped into is about Ukrainians and Romanians working together in Romania. The feedback was that Ukrainians are very much direct, not diplomatic. And the question is, why is it so if generally we have the same approach towards the communication style? On the one hand, Romanians are open and honest. On the other hand, Romanians are incredibly positive. Bluntness wins no friends in Romania. It's viewed as impolite, not as honest directness. Negative aspects of criticism are dressed up in a friendly and positive manner. The guiding principle is tough with business, gentle with people, and it's important not to be judgmental. Moreover, they are very open to talk about their feelings or to hear yours. When it comes to relationships, Romanians like to keep open lines of communication. They want to hear why you're upset and they expect you to listen when they are upset too. Cultural specifics play a huge role in the way of giving feedback. However, when exploring different cultures, we often hear that the manner of providing feedback also largely depends on the industry. So at SoftServe, we are working to help our associates raise their awareness of their communication culture and one of their colleagues to build effective communication strategies together. Yula, thanks for sharing your findings. And we're moving on to another aspect of behavior and communication that was highlighted during our research, which is Ukrainians being result-oriented. The dimension which is partly responsible for this behavior reflects whether people are more motivated by achieving success or feeling comfortable while working towards their goals. Both Romania and Ukraine score quite low in this dimension, which means that both countries value relationships, a comfortable working environment, and thrive for consensus with their colleagues. Yes, agree. So. Being more process-oriented is typical for both Romania and Ukraine. However, as we've already mentioned today, the culture of the industry people work is often prevails over the national culture. 
For instance, if we talk about motivation at our company, the score is slightly higher than average national score, which means that people are more achievement oriented. This could be explained by the fact that the agile methodology largely used in the IT field implies getting tangible results at the end of every iteration. This requires being result oriented. However, Romanians might see Ukrainians as more direct and result-oriented because of higher uncertainty avoidance, worrying about the final result, and higher power distance, feeling entitled to check and control at leading and managerial positions. Inessa, is there anything else that we would like to highlight as a difference between Ukrainians and Romanians? Yes, there is one more thing that popped up while we were interviewing our colleagues. That's attitude to change. I'd say Ukrainians might often be suspicious or even fearful of changes. For instance, when some legislation or procedural changes are introduced on the country level, people often take them very skeptically and think that they won't bring any positive results or even might make things worse. A lot of people would be ready to tolerate a situation which is already negative provided it does not deteriorate. As an emerging economy, Ukraine has been through a lot of political and economic upheavals over the last 30 years, so people strive for stability. If we consider Ukrainians' attitude to change from the perspective of Hofstede dimensions, we'll see that Ukrainians' culture is extremely uncertainty avoidant, scoring 95 out of 100, and long-term oriented, 86 out of 100. It means that Ukrainians often take changes as a threat rather than opportunity, that we need detailed planning and prefer to have context and relevant background information. That is why when introducing changes and communicating them to Ukrainians, it is important to provide detailed reasons and the value those changes will bring. Ukrainians are used to the principles first approach, which means that why goes before what. You should also be prepared for a fair amount of skepticism and people saying that it would be impossible to do what you'd like them to. However, if you ask questions about what it would take to make it possible and provide your colleagues with necessary resources, time and reprioritize the existing scope of work, you'll be able to turn a no into a yes. Yes, that is so true about us. It's important to introduce changes step by step if we don't want to meet with resistance. However, on the contrary to Ukrainians, Romanians will grasp the opportunity offered by a breakthrough idea if they identify a personal or group benefit. They would rather grab an opportunity and make the best of it rather than invest in long-term projects and relationships, scoring 52 out of 100 for long-term orientation. People have accepted that change is inevitable part of life, so now it's generally accepted, though still not pursued with passion. Romanians do not have endless patience to wait for the benefits of change, so leaders have to focus on immediate results. Due to the high uncertainty index at the start of any business discussion, it's important to agree on a framework for dealing with unexpected situations. But in terms of detailed planning, they value flexibility and the ability to deliver in challenging circumstances more than they value strict implementation of commitments and rigid deadlines. Managers are suspicious of grand plans. Plans are reconsidered at time of implementation 
and followed only if the plan seems rational then. Thank you, Yula. We've already mentioned that the corporate culture you belong to might prevail over your national culture. That's why I'll take the liberty to assume that people working in the IT sector are much more willing to embrace changes. If you think about it, it would be impossible to innovate, try out new solutions and accommodate our clients' changing needs with strong uncertainty, avoidance and change aversion, right? Right you are. To sum it all up, the thing we have to remember is that culture starts and ends with you. We are working with individuals that might have their own preferences and needs. The best way of effective collaboration would be not to jump to conclusions straight away, but observe people's behaviors, ask them questions, develop perspective-taking skills, and try to adjust the communication strategy together. Thank you.